Join us this week for a mailroom full of psychic projected aliens and incredible bad line deliveries as we return to the terrible U.S. kaiju films that border on full parody, but somehow are not funny at all. This is Kaiju vs. History, Zarkor the Invader. Welcome back to Kaiju versus History. This is your average maniac postal worker, Patrick, here, and joining me is a manic pixie psychic projection, Miles. Hey, Miles. Miles, you, you hi, said the, hi, Patrick. You said the movie's name wrong in the introduction. Did I? Yeah, it's Zarkor the Invader. <laughs> Yeah, that, <laughs> so that, that requires a, a, a an amount of enthusiasm that I just cannot muster for Zarkor. The well, we're talk- <laughs> we were talking about beforehand, and I didn't even have the title right in the notes. I have uh, <laughs> Zarkor colon the invader, but it's Zarkor exclamation point the invader. It's colon all right. So yes, Zarkor the invader is an American 1996 direct to video monster movie directed by Michael and Aaron Osborne. What we are going to focus on in this episode core <laughs> is is I mean really really should mostly just talk about Zarkor. This movie was produced by Full Moon Entertainment, both Albert and Charles Band, which is a a chance for me to talk about a little bit about Full Moon Entertainment because, uh, Patrick, as you will know, I am a huge fan and was a huge fan growing up uh, of Full Moon Entertainment. Yeah. They were the direct-to-video horror factory. You might be familiar with the Puppet Master franchise, mm-hmm. at least maybe visually. Um, if you're into horror, you may have seen the subspecies movies or other things they were connected with, like Prehysteria, which was a kid's dinosaur movie. I believe... Yeah, Empire, I think it was Empire Entertainment. There was a company before Full Moon did like robot jocks, stuff like that. But this company, what I loved about them, outside of like just making fun horror movies that, I mean, as a kid, like were kind of effective because I mean, I was, you know, 10, but they were still very much R rated, but they they kind of, they're kind of goofy. They're, They're honestly, because it almost felt like every month a new film was coming out by this company. It, <laughs> I, I felt like they were the video version of comics like it always felt like that some kooky idea was coming out and a lot of times they were at least fun i have somehow before this podcast never seen zarkor the invader and i typically pride myself on seeing having seen most of full moon's output i feel like if i had as a child seen this in the video store this box i would have grabbed it yeah, or at least I would have picked it up and been like, what is this movie? You know, I don't think it was as popular as some of their other ones, or at least the video stores that I frequented as a child did not, not have and copies of this. Because I think it's so I odd because I, I I think of the movies that I I did rent and I'm like, well, how did this one just not get in there? <laughs> mm-hmm. I, yeah, I definitely remember seeing like you know, definitely Puppet Master, of course, all the Puppet Masters, but the Trancer series oh yeah i never watched them as a as a kid but definitely remember I, some of those I, covers i feel like i watched the first or second one at some point <laughs> i remember and probably being like there's five of these movies like how is there so many of these films? I think there's six isn't there 
Well, I mean, at the in the nineties, there was there was five. Uh. Yeah, I mean, another big one of their I guess better known ones was Castle Freak because they had a couple like Stuart Gordon. They they actually had for a very short time the rights to Doctor Strange and mm-hmm, made a mm-hmm. movie with Jeffrey Combs, and yeah. then they lost the rights, so they retitled the character and made their movie anyway. Yeah, no, that, I think it was they... Doctor Mordred's what it was called. There is quite quite a history with with Full Moon, and they've yeah. done a whole bunch of other sub film studios, mm-hmm. in, including yeah. the one we're going to talk about this week, which is Monster Island. Which is a good name. It's a oh, it's, good name for like bringing out great. a monster movie. It's great, and if they are, you, you know, if they were dedicated to actually putting together films that were, you know potential parodies of the of the 1960s the Showa era monster movies that could have been a very interesting niche you know because yeah, this is not the last time we're going to see old Aaron Osborne <laughs> yeah we're, uh, you know they didn't make a, a ton of movies under this banner but what they made they, two <laughs> i think they made two they made they made more than enough well um, and there was another <laughs> film that was being made from the 1980s Onward, which I suppose we can talk a little bit right now that the only came out this year, the primevals, I think was that full moon as well. It was, I believe it was full moon and I'm not uh, sure if they were involved in in the production back then or if they're just putting it out now, but yeah, initially, and maybe the strikes had something to to do with the pushing of uh, back of it. I know it was hitting the festivals this year. I I initially thought they were going to put out the Blu-ray in September and we would have covered that a little more quickly, but I think the Blu-ray is probably not going to be out, be out until probably next year. So we'll probably tack it on somewhere else as a special yeah, episode because that movie never came out. It was not part of this, right? It's technically movie. a 2023 release, even though it's a 1990 movie. Well, what um, I'm saying is the production company that, you know, he, the, the director of that was trying to get that made for many years and it includes yeah. stop motion animation. So it was like a whole different beast from, from this one literally and figuratively than Zarkor. Yeah, and you know, what's funny is the other film that they made, which we'll talk about in a little bit, Kra the sea monster or Kra the sea monster. I, I have, I didn't see this movie, but I have seen that tape in stores. Mm. I remember seeing that one and being like, this does not look good. And moving on. <laughs> um, <laughs> this looks terrible. Even, even, okay. even as an avid Full Moon fan, and I've made what I've made Patrick watch Full Moon movies. I think because of me, you had a subscription <laughs> to them for a little bit. Yeah, I forgot to to cancel it, and I think I was subscribed <laughs> for like a year to yeah. uh, to watch their online films. You know, like Evil Bong and Evil uh, Bong, the Ginger Dead Man with Busey. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorites uh, and legitimately it's the one I made Patrick watch is called Arcade from 1993 that was written by Dave Goyer who you might know of a little movie called The Dark Knight and By That Begins and uh, didn't he also write Man of Steel? I think so. And or he was involved in the in the production at least. Yeah, and and Blade. Um also having a very young Seth Green <laughs> in that movie. But we're not here to talk about a good movie. We're here to talk about Zarkor. And spoiler warning. Uh, I mean, I, I think my enthusiasm has already been been known uh, as, as I was trying to make this episode about Full Moon. Patrick, I guess I need to ask you, what's in a, is anything in a title? I mean, scroll down in our notes. You'll be surprised. Yeah, it is Zarkor. I'll 
the invader zarkor exclamation point the invader also just known as zarkor you'll you'll see it sometimes without the invader tag in mexico it was called zarkor the destructor or el destructor uh, zarkor is actually a, a a alien's name from a old marvel tales of suspense comic i believe it was it was marvel Which- I 100% believe they saw yoinked and put it on their script. <laughs> it was I, definitely the same same spelling, which is, you know, pretty individual Z-A-R-K-O-R-R. So I, I was <laughs> I think I found that factoid on on your IMDb or something. And I looked up, up the comic, but I've I've included the Zarkor art here so you can <laughs> get an example of, of you know, it is also kind of a similar story, I think that an alien comes to earth and challenges one person to like a duel for the fate of all mankind. Yeah. Um, so, so it's a hundred percent kind of lifting that idea. Yeah. And yeah, that's what happens in this, this movie, which is the, the recap from I'm to be says an average in quotation, average postal worker is informed by a tiny alien hologram, which looks like a teenage girl that he is the chosen one to destroy a giant reptile to save the earth. This movie starts out with, I would say, actually a good a bit of potential because it is hilarious in its setup that he like. <laughs> this little alien little oh I thought you were talking about the character. first scene as soon as the actual movie starts it's just a downhill slide <laughs> yeah well it starts with some destruction and some 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 scenes of Zarkor destroying a mountain or erupting from a mountain. yeah erupting the mountain and, the, and the, the townspeople were like what the hell and I was like alright you know what this is I, I, I'm seated for some some direct-to-video entertainment I am I am I am in no I'm and talking then... about the, the first kind of scene with Reese Pugh plays Tommy and Tori Lynch is the proctor who's, you know, just dressed like a normal person. And he calls her a A mall tramp, mall tramp and takes 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 the image from his mind. So apparently he's been thinking about some teenage girls because he specifies that. And she's like, yeah, this is this is just what you want to see. I'm actually like a transdimensional alien. You know, you wouldn't understand my form. But the the step is interesting because she says, like, oh, you're going to have to defeat, you know, basically Godzilla that is going to destroy the entire planet. And you have to figure out how to do it. That is your quest. It's your lot in life. Yeah. And he's like, well, there's got to be someone on this planet better suited to do this than me. I'm just a postal worker. And she's like, yeah, about half the people would be much better than you on the planet. He is the absolute average person on the planet to to try and do this which why why is that the test of fate for humanity see what our most average (laughs) human yeah and then you and then you buckle in for a whole lot of just i mean i i told i told (laughs) the next next hour is pretty rough everything involving people is awful and anytime this guy opens his mouth i'm like jesus christ dude like (laughs) this is our main character yeah we have this unlikable chud of a human being who like <laughs> the, the script of this character reminds me of like 
when Comicsgate profiles like post Comicsgate comics of like examples of good comics and it's the most repulsive like crap you've ever read. If this, this is exactly well, it's so it. funny. You keep you mentioned that in our in our notes or our discussions before the podcast Comicsgate, and like this is the time period of like those kind of characters when they are at the, the height of their popularity. So it's it's kind of funny. I, I think though what we do have here is one of the most quotable bad movies in in the history of this podcast because the script, the dialogue is is from another planet. It does feel like an alien wrote this trying to... No, it feels like someone someone got super wasted and spent 18 hours punching out a script. I mean, why can't both be true? (laughs) And and I feel like mine is very close to the truth. Oh gosh! Oh man, IMDb doesn't have quotes from the movie. Am I gonna have to Google Zarkor quotes to get some of these? Um, yeah, you you might. Miles, um, will you at least agree with me before we start that this is the best kaiju movie set in Newark, New Jersey? Because I don't know. Does where Godzilla have any scenes in New Jersey? I don't think so. Oh no! You might be able to see New Jersey from the Close river. Close enough. Then no, I, I don't not. know. I don't know where Godzilla <laughs> arrives from. I mean, we have this. First of all, the visual of the entire area, and I told this to, to Patrick. I was like, the the actual setting of Newark uh, looks like the live the the first live action ticks version of the city from the Fox sitcom, The Tick. And it's this, it's the weirdest looking city. It's got the weirdest like ambiance to all the scenes because everything feels fake in the weirdest way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I mean, they do visit like a, a television studio, but like it feels fake even to, towards that end. You know, it doesn't yeah, feel like a real place it's it obviously just a warehouse like that a, they got to yeah them, but it but. feels like a mindscape the same way that that the the city did in the tick where it kind of it felt like this enclosed space that only existed within this like dark city like area uh, you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. like the city and dark cities like it's floating in 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 the nighttime because there's no daytime scenes in this i don't think well it yeah no it takes place like over the course of a night so it makes sense right I think they I mean, actually they they when they travel no, they, they, they travel passes, but we just, but... we only see them at night. Mm-hmm. So we see we see someone a postal worker hold up an entire news station at gunpoint. That and that's um, a long period of the film. Him trying to convince the paleontologist, I think. No, or, the cryptozoologist. What? Yeah, Patrick, the, the cryptozoologist. Yeah. <laughs> because she must have the answers. Dr. Stephanie Martin, played by Deprice Grossman. Yeah. And I'll tell you what's Grossman is how they put her initially as this kind of mousy haired doctor. And then at like every five minutes, they add a layer of makeup, her hair gets done. <laughs> like by the time they're in the the hacker's little cave. She's got she has a whole different hairstyle that's wavy and curled out and stuff. And <laughs> and it's when she's kind of like giving little smiles to whatever our protagonist's name is. He's terrible. And I was just like, I cannot believe they think that no one's going to notice this garbage. It, it The movie is amazing in how 
the quality of like community theater actors that they they have in these roles. But I mean, supposedly they set out to make a parody, set out to make a kind of lampooning of a kaiju movie. It just it doesn't succeed even in worse. any way, shape, or form. Yeah, but by the time I think I, I mentioned to you, we get to the Arthur character, get to the hacker character. I was just in disbelief <laughs> that this was so, written on a page and then the director directed actors to say these lines. Right. The 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 hacker character given an absolutely psychotic performance. And somehow um, even bigger creep than our main character, Tommy. Yes. But here's the weird thing. I was like, you know what, if they made this day, they they would they would hundred percent hire Jimmy Simpson to play. Yeah, he's I'm gonna I'll just send you a photo of him real quick. Or you just look him up. Cool. You, you you know exactly who I'm talking about. And as soon as you see him, you'll be like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, he he could do this. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean the, the well, remake of Zarkor win. <laughs> but like uh, I mean he's seen he's he's it's sunny. A, a it's always sunny in Philadelphia. He's, he's, in, he's in all, it's always sunny, but he's and... he's in a lot of drama work. Like he's yeah, season one of Westworld. Yeah, he's in House of Cards as well. Yeah, it's a great actor. And like we're actually a really good a- actor, but also loves doing gross out comedy. Like he would feast with with this with the Arthur character who is yes, yeah, subhuman in, in his attitude towards everyone. But yeah, I Oh, <laughs> Miles, I wrote down quotes in our notes. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, I found quotes because they're so ridiculous. Uh, Tommy's famous line is, I'm not a mailman. I'm a postal employee. There's a difference. <laughs> That's a good one. The security guard, when he's taken the gun and, and put it on on Dr. Martin, uh, says, this is a gun. Put down the C-stand or I will take this gun and shoot you and then you will die. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It, 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 so then, like, as these things are going on, like, for at, at the at the the news station, he has somehow convinced a police officer oh that God. his best, mission is best character is, in the movie. Yes, it, that his mission is true, and guy go all of a sudden just goes all in, like, yeah, pulls a gun leader all in. and is like, I believe him. But I mean, to be honest. If you're put in that situation when where your worldview is turned upside down and like suddenly there's a kaiju coming, like I would be I'd be up to believe some stuff at that yeah, point. I'd be in like, a better movie, I agree with you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this cop though is yeah, like you said, all in. He has some great lines when they're pretending to be like men in black. He has some wonderful lines. <laughs> I, I agree that he is kind of the the all-star of this picture. Uh, George Ray played by Mark Hamilton. Mark Hamilton as George Ray um, does a good job. Yeah. And and they traipse around. They find some capsule and then uh, Tommy goes trots off to to face off Zarkor. Zarkor tries to blast him, uses lifts the thing up like a mirror and mm-hmm. Zarkor kills himself, basically. Yeah, I think the the tip he was given was like the. Ability to destroy Zarkor rest in Zarkor or something yes. along those lines. It's it's like you know, uh, it's one of those dumbass riddle. riddles that like you would tell four four year olds. You know, <laughs> well, okay, I, I went a little older. I said third grade riddle, but yeah, it is for a child to 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 work out. But which I mean, like it's supposed to be know. Like, oh, this average Joe. It's like it attempts to be something like an idiocracy, but it's not smart. So oh, it no, just nowhere, ends nowhere up being close. bad. Well, and, and I mean, I think you are right. Like in that, it's not so bad; it's good. It's not in that realm, but it's so bad that 
you can enjoy watching it with other people or if it had an MST3K with it. Although I don't think this would make a good MST3K episode. And also this movie's like I, 80, 80 minutes long. I think you're wrong. I think a riff tracks of this would be. Uh, I think a riff tracks would be fine. I think MST3K building an entire episode around this one would be tougher. But it is certainly a movie that like, oh, yeah, you you have to see that you have to experience this because like if I'm if you and I were watching this movie together and we were cracking open some cold ones or having a nice box of wine, then, you know, yeah, it, it's a good time because it's a bad movie. And we can highlight yeah. how awful this character is in some of the like super misogynist garbage that is said in this movie. I, I, it, I just it's it's wild. And so before. So, the, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go go ahead. You go. You go ahead. You go ahead. Well, I was going to say there's very little written or produced about this movie. Before we started recording, we watched on Full Moon's YouTube channel a behind the scenes of the actual creature stuff on. Yeah, the the creation of Zarkor's special effects and like a little note with director Aaron Osborne, who has worked on Ultraman projects and is a self-declared Ultraman massive fan. Yeah. So I, I felt like they had some stuff there in the beginning. But one of the few things that is you can find online is a a written behind the scenes tell all about the, the making of the film by the screenwriter Benjamin Carr for the film. And I just have some some quotes about that and, you know, how, you know, it came to be how the band brothers kind of like put this movie into production. He describes the film is it was supposed to be, quote, an offbeat, humorous send up of the old kaiju movies from the 60s, which I think they at least succeeded, you know, in some part the with the campiness, perhaps, of those kind of movies. You have a pixie that's a little reminiscent of the cosmos or the I wouldn't the call young her a pixie from, from the Mothra <laughs> films. Well, so very specifically, they do something different with that character and that she is a, a miniature uh character and and those shots are so, kind of interesting where she's like you know the side there's a huge pencil next to her and, and things like that so i i think i i need to bring up uh the fact that charles i think it's a charles band might have had some sort of like miniature fetish or something because <laughs> the doll man series and the doll man else. series and doll man versus devon toys and then there's also the girl in doll man versus demont toys who's also miniature is from a series where it's like a bunch of great models or maybe they're supposed to be radio djs get kidnapped by aliens and shrunk down there's a lot of shrinking in some uh, several of these full moon things so Having I, I didn't bat an eyelid when I saw that she, she was a miniature girl and and I and the girl who plays her, I don't think pop did much else after this. No, um, not, not many. No, so she doesn't pop up in the doll man movies or nothing. She's just there. And so <laughs> I kind of cracked up because I was like, man, he, he must have had something for like tiny women <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't miles <laughs> let thee without the the fetish for tiny women throw the first stone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, um, it, it, I mean, I'm not, not really a, criticizing him for it. It's just it's it's odd. It's something that I noticed a lot there watching isn't, those movies. Oh, like because it is a psychic projection, there's not a real reason she has to be tiny. In right, scene. she could just been a regular sized human. But it is interesting. They also didn't need to say that she's supposed to be a teenager, which she clearly is not. But yeah. like, you're just like, I, why do we have to? Why do we need to make this person grosser? And why does he have to like not just once? Not twice. Thrice has to refer, refer to her as a mall tramp. 
<laughs> yeah, Frank. That, that, I mean, is is it's so interesting because the movie does seem not a product of the the early or or I guess mid nineties. It seems like a product of the early two thousands. It feels like a forty five year old in the nineties writing about the nineties. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is odd. But yeah, this. Well, this. I mean, it might have been because it had the. I think I called them brothers, but it's a father and son, the band family, Charles and and Richard Band, who put this movie into production, helped get get the Monster Island Studios set up. And they went ahead and had, you know, a special effects director make all the scenes of the monster first. Then after all the special effects footage was shot, they set about getting what's his name? I just said Benjamin Carr to write the script. And they had very little more money to do, you know, mats, like put the actors in the scenes with the monsters. So there's mm-hmm. very little they can do to get those two sides of the movie interacting. It was only it's only about seven minutes of monster footage. So there's not even that much you can do with it there. So that's why we get a movie that is 80 minutes long. And about 70 minutes of it don't really have much to do with the the monster itself. It's it's the main character kind of running around trying to convince people that he's not a a crazy postal worker, which, you know, something else. uh, (laughs) Maybe I didn't put this on our notes, but was just kind of a meme in the 90s because there had been so many mailroom coworker shootings in the previous 20 years. I think there was one a large one in the very early nineties that kind of went away. I maybe other shootings became much more prevalent, (laughs) right? (laughs) But that, that was, that was the joke at the time. And, you know, it's kind of sad to think about, but yeah, it's, it's certainly dark. (laughs) (laughs) It, it, it doesn't really make for, you know, even at the time, a very humorous scene where it's like, Oh, he's taking a gun and pulling on someone that just like male, postal workers or want to do <laughs> do you do you miles have a favorite scene in this film or something that I sticks mean, with you just put it sticks with me i i do like i mean despite how crummy the i wish they could have put a little bit money of money into the, the suit the design of the is not awful like it's a it's an no. all right looking monster it actually kind of reminds me of the we just watched it a, a few weeks ago the the film version of Ultra Q, the the Legend of the Stars mm, yeah. uh, beast, because it has these like pretty wicked horns and you know, kinda, yeah, I would say maybe like a, a fairly standard kaiju body. It's not overly dinosaur esque, m- a little more demonic than anything. Yeah, it, I it's mean, not terrible. It certainly has that that monster vibe. I, I I enjoyed him, scene. even though the 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 city sets that the monster destroyed are you know very fake looking. They still look fun. They're still they still destroy nice. So mm-hmm. those scenes are, I mean, and we, and we know for a fact watching the little behind the scenes is like you know that was filmed separately by a team that clearly enjoyed what they were doing and 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 were comp. If if this stuff had been surrounded by a better movie, I yeah. I could be seeing a different tune. Michael um, S. Deke was the the miniatures SFX director. He he's in the 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 video that we watched, and supposedly he did a short film about a kaiju as well, which I would like to find. Honestly, yeah, I I, I wouldn't mind that at all. But yeah, that's about it <laughs> as far as nice things I can say about this movie. Yeah, no, I mean I have favorite scenes, but their favorite 
incredible bad scenes, which is once they get to Arthur in the film, you're just like you're you're stunned that anything could <laughs> uh, surprise you. But the, yeah, the the portrayal of Arthur, the hacker character, is like so skeevy and inappropriate. I was just like, what? How how did how did this movie get somehow worse? I think it is a great bad movie. It is definitely one to watch once and make a drink game and uh, have fun with your friends. I'm never going to watch Darkcore again, I don't think, unless I do <laughs> unless I do that, you know. <laughs> right. No, that would be the only way for me to ever to experience watch this ever again. Yeah. This film. I, I swear to God, the, the moment they put out a riff track to this, I am I am there. <laughs> I am very excited to to experience it in, in that form. Yeah, there's there's not much else that really works at all in this movie, except the theme song that plays over the end credits. It is a very cheesy kind of classic rock and roll song. It, it, it blows my mind that they commissioned an original song for this movie when everything else seemed like they were, you know, cutting as many corners as they could. And it's it's also bad. It's by Fuzby Morse. Um lyrics and I, they, I i forgot the the singer's name it's a female singer but they so they filmed it or, or recorded it like probably in like another weekend the the weekend after they made the movie they they had a history of doing this kind of thing they, there's another film that filming did called blood dolls where in in the film a all like an all-girl rock band is kidnapped and mm. believe like the actual music was done by like one of the go-go's guitarists as well as like rick astley and and because i remember the music being really good mm-hmm. but yeah they, they had a penchant of doing that every now and then when when the the desire struck the the the, the chorus of the song is just zarkor exclamation exclamation mark zarkor it's, it's certainly better than queen kong it's pretty good i was about to say queen kong if we make a kaiju soundtrack of like lyric songs kaiju songs with like lyrics Zarkor is going to be on there Queen Kong is not going to be on there <laughs> Queen Queen no. Queen 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 Kong but yeah. so here's the question like I mean are we talking about just songs from kaiju movies or songs about kaiju because like you know we got the Bloister Cult song there have been plenty of songs about Godzilla well that that counts because that has been in a Godzilla movie so it's true. Yeah, exactly. Ah, catch 22 there. <laughs> this we mentioned is not the final Full Moon's kaiju film because we get another knockoff right after the TriStar Godzilla film in 1998 with Crawl the Sea Monster. So I'm like very excited to see how that stacks up. Like, can it be worse than this? Is there room? Is there wiggle room beneath it? Let's get to our rating of, of Zarkor Miles. <laughs> The, do you want to start? Do you want me to start? <laughs> yeah, I can start. Yeah, I'd like to see where you're going with this one. I, I think in terms of personal enjoyment, I I detest this film. I thought it was it's extremely poor. Having such an unlikable misogynist as our protagonist graded throughout the film and then having another character who pops up who's even worse. Like, <laughs> And it's only comical if you're in company with the understand that you're going to watch something like this. I think it, even if it's meant to be comedy, it's, it does so, so poorly it having watched the behind the scenes stuff. I know people who loved Kaiju stuff were behind the monster stuff. That's not, 
that does not come out in the script, which I think was written like in like, I think I want to say like four days and, and done before or after the monster stuff was filmed. I, I, I find this movie wholly unlikable and it's a different kind of unlikable than say a Queen Kong because Queen Kong is like bad from every angle. Like the reason I think some people find this one more digestible is because the production quality, even though being directed video is of a certain type in a certain modern way. We're like, yeah, it's bad, but like, it doesn't look that bad. Mm-hmm. And even though, yes, it does. But I mean, the experience of watching this movie, especially by yourself, is is miserable. I think it adds nothing to the oeuvre of kaiju cinema. In fact, I think it takes away. I I, I found this movie just without merit and am giving it a one out of ten. Oh, it's not that bad. My yeah, no, it's that bad. I well, on. It. On our personal enjoyment, one out of ten you, is a you can, failure. You can't, you can't tell me I I enjoyed this movie. <laughs> I did not. It, it's a failure, and it is one of those things that even like anything like four and below is not something I want to watch anytime soon. Like I said, it, it would have to be a yeti situation where alcohol is involved, and I'm watching it with friends. Right, um, and, and, and in that way, I can see that being entertaining. But I I I think that. And and I have used this movie is a failure. It is offensive and it's toxic. They knew they were making a janky film. I think when they they set out here, maybe hoping to rely on people seeing the 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 title, the the cover art to try and sell copies in VHS form. But I, you sh- cannot swim. I have watched plenty of Full Moon. I I know what Full <laughs> Moon's all about. This is yeah. It, I am unshakable here. This is schlock. And pretty much insanity in every scene. I do think it's worth watching once for folks. You can find this for free on Tubi and like a ton of other places. So yep. it, it is it is a movie that exists. It demands that we watch it and we rate it. I'm giving it a three out of ten on our scale. That is regrettable. Uh, I regret that this movie wasn't better than it was. And I'm also giving it a three out of ten on its technical aspect. I don't mind Zarkor the monster itself. The Sunimation is not amazing, but the suit itself is pretty good. The miniatures, the miniature scenes with the, the pixie <laughs> are, are pretty good. The script is so it, it really does feel like they were writing it as they were filming. Like they were just kind of making it up as they go on a hundo. It I feels like that. I know that probably wasn't the case. I think what you said is probably closer true. It was written in a weekend. <laughs> I think I read somewhere like they, they, they yeah, they, it was written like. They had like less than a week to get this thing done. About half of the script is kind of dedicated to making psycho postal worker jokes, which maybe it was relevant in 1995. I think it was still kind of passe and, and, at yeah, that it, point. It, it tries to go for like, like this, the characters in this movie would 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 find Andrew Dice get Clay still funny doing the same bit. Like uh, it's oh, that it, kind of thing. Here, here are my notes. I said I, I've never felt more confident in saying that this script had like zero changes made to it. It was probably just written and then they just filmed, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. And even if it didn't make sense, they just, they went in and they just kept shooting. They gave, you know, it, well, it does feel like that troll two situation where maybe the writer or the, the director, or there was some kind of communication error between the script and the actor to where like English wasn't their first language. I, I don't think that yeah, was the that, case. That was the situation movie. here. They just made a crap movie. <laughs> yeah, it just there's some kind of disconnect. So yeah, I'm giving it a three out of ten. What what about you for the the technical? 
Well, uh, color me an optimist because I'm a little higher than you. Okay. <laughs> I give it a four, which is still yeah. not great, but I did really like the, the Zarkon design. Um, Zarkor. Don't, Zarkor. You, don't you Zarkon. call him by the wrong name? Wait, is Zarkor, is that? No, that's, I'm thinking of Zoltan from Do Wars My Car. <laughs> so, yeah, Zarkor, I, I liked the design. I thought the suitimation, the guy behind the suit, even though he claimed to like love Godzilla stuff, like his acting was mm, fine as Zarkor. He wasn't asked to do very much, but I did like the miniatures. I did, from a special effects angle, enjoy some of that, even the, the fake like tick of the city kind of vibe mm-hmm. it gave i i in a better movie all that would have worked however the 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 acting the script the and then as a result a lot of the special effects and stuff were were so subpar that it's you're unable to really enjoy it but it's certainly better than the actual experience of the movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i agree with you there well for the evocative nature i think this is in recent memory on the podcast, the the most cash grabby film that that we've come across, it, it does feel like somewhere behind the production team, Bialystok and Bloom are there trying to make the movie as bad as it can. So it will lose money. <laughs> it does have a bit of a notoriety in the Kaiju community as, you know, infamy, if you will, as a good, bad film for for kaiju whereas i think some of the other ones and twos that we've given out (laughs) have been just bad (laughs) not not Mm -hmm. good bad but bad bad and it's hard to compare this to something we gave a terrible review to in the 1970s because this at least looks better than than well and and that's what i was talking about is it's it's difficult i think the reason modern audiences might be more kind is they can they can put themselves in watching this on tv or something and it doesn't feel as disconnected from what they usually watch whereas if we watch something of equally bad quality in the 70s 60s going to the 50s and 40s where it's it's so disconnected from what we would watch today that i think it makes that experience a little more palpable to a modern audience member despite the fact that the quality is just as bad yeah i do think i would rather watch mighty gorga than this movie though still yeah uh, yeah, but that's, that's tall order. That's saying something. Um, so, but I, I'm giving this a three out of ten, which for our our scale on where's it work as a piece of evocative art in the kaiju film canon, we have that as below solace is guilt inducing. Watching this movie, trying to enjoy it is guilt inducing. What about you, Miles? Oh, uh, this movie's trash. One, another, another one. Yeah, okay. I, I think I think this movie is frankly kind of an insult to kaiju movies it's certainly my least favorite movie that we've watched since polgasari and i think it's my least favorite movie it's the lowest score i've given since then and probably my least favorite movie since queen kong yeah, i yeah i absolutely sweet. hated this movie the, or i hated the experience of watching this movie but i did hate this movie i think it's it's truly terrible and again yes it should be watched and if you're going to watch it as oh we're gonna watch this terrible movie and then we're gonna riff it because i have definitely done that with friends before where we are watching a movie that we know to be awful just so we can have a good time with it. That's fine. You can you can absolutely have a great time doing that. And there is fun to be had. But by itself, it's it's awful. I think it it absolutely gives uh, kaiju movies a, 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 a stink that they can't wash off. Isn't it so funny after 
last week one of the best kaiju movies ever made and spoiler warnings next week another one of the best kaiju movies ever made both out of japan america was over here <laughs> doing absolutely nothing with the the genre just throwing it away and well you know it's, it, it's funny because america started off this this decade right with tremors yeah yeah i mean they we we know that good giant monster movies can happen and even we we both enjoyed honey i blew up the kid yeah that yeah, was a very well. fun send up to the, the 50s it was um this and, one and, not and, so much my, yeah, my this, final this is awful my final score is a three yours is a two it's dropping down to a podcast final two it's probably our lowest score since the 70s right oh, oh yeah most most definitely um our only other two was the Mighty Gorga, and of course, Queen Kong got a one. Queen Kong, Queen Kong. Yeah, where where can folks find us if they want to? <laughs> hey, to if talk you about happen this, to disagree so... with me, although somehow I don't have access to this Gmail account, so you can yell at nobody. history at gmail.com. I do have access to the Twitter. I uh, share. I, sh- I share whenever we. No, you, you do. It's just things for it's you. Too, can it's email too much us. of a balancing act to give me access these days. Um, we'll hear it. Yeah, I, I do have access to the Twitter at Kaiju versus History. Also, you can visit our website at Kaiju versus or just Kaiju versus History.com. If you go to the Cosmic Crit Discord, we do have a Kaiju, uh, Kaiju versus History channel, so you can actively talk to us in real time. So uh, please rate, review our show, comment, share with friends, let us know what you think. You can check out our letterbox account to see all our reviews and watch our list of films. Patrick, what do we have going on next week? Because I know you said we got something sweet lined up. Oh my gosh. Thank Why you, Miles. Like something sweet, a little piece of candy. A little uh, piece of candy for you. Uh, we're going to catch you next time when we leave the U.S. behind, return to Japan for another Ooh. amazing installment in the superlative giant flying turtle series that sees the heroic guardian of the universe take on an alien threat. That's right. Tune in next week for History versus Gamera 2 Attack of Legion. Bow, 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 bow. Bow, bow, bow.